Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us on the podcast today, the regular crew. Kyle Wonders. Hi. I'm here. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Robbie Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan. Now that you know what our individual voices sound like, I've realized <laughs> I think that's the only reason I do this intro every week is like in case somebody's like, well, who was that? And now they have like a... a, a, a a single like, oh, that's that person's voice. Mm-hmm. I've realized I like that on podcasts, yeah. unless I've been listening to them for a long time, and I realize, you know, so. I think most good podcasts start with a solid, I'm Kyle, and I'm Logan, you know, or something similar to that. Any podcast that has somebody named Kyle and Logan on it, you know that's quality right there. It's going to be so pretty slapper. Pretty great right there. <clears throat> Speaking of Kyle and Kyle's head. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that it's was huge. <laughs> That was our shortcoming this week. Uh, no, there was there was a there was a lot of shortcomings. Uh, it's like Sputnik on a toothpick. What? Wow. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what? Bartlett coming wow. out swinging. Come on, that wow. movie re- reference. Nobody get it. I don't think I. I don't think I did. I don't get the reference, but I get the pain. <laughs> if you know the movie reference, please email us at info at missionridge.church. Think it's going to be quiet on that front. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so Kyle comes walking back in. Uh, we we adjusted our camera angle, so you got a close up of Rob's face, which we are only allowing because he's still wearing a mask. Amen. As soon as the mask goes away, don't worry, we will zoom out to a safe distance. Um, just for, for just all like of the you safe distance between me and a microphone when worship is happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Country um, mile. Just like that. Just like that. Safety first. Safety first, kids. Um, nonetheless, so we, we, we had the zoomed in shot, which means that if you stand up and walk out of the service <sighs> while the sermon's going, you're probably going to get a close up. Did I say something to offend you? No, not you. <laughs> Kyle just had to go to the bathroom, right? I just had to go pee, man. There you go. And <laughs> I was just on a nice little leisurely stroll. I'm sorry I sit in the front row. Front no, row I, gang is the sorry, best gang. But I'm sitting in the tech room. <clears throat> Jen's running the stream. And all of a sudden, I hear her say, Ah, Kyle's head! <laughs> and it was just really funny. <laughs> and then about two minutes later, Ah, Kyle's head! Because <laughs> you were coming back in. This was the back of your head. Did you get the gray spot in there? Uh, the back of your head is ridiculous. It does have a birthmark. Can I get your number? Can I have it? Can I have it? No. That's, <laughs> I'm no. now confused. That's another reference that you probably, before your time, a little mad TV. Nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I got it. Uh, so we had that. We had we had screens going out. We switched over to Pro Presenter 7 this week. I'm surprised that we didn't have more issues this week. <sighs> to be honest. Well... Um, the weird mouse icon just sitting in. Like, there was. Uh, that's if you what go started to the it all. First part of the service, you can see there is a frozen mouse icon on the screen during worship. Hmm. And that he just that wanted just, to worship too. That just started a uh, <laughs> a cascading set of failures that led to uh, 
Josh freaking out and trying to figure out how to fix it, and Mike getting called in, even though I'm not sure Josh was motioning to Mike, but Mm-mm. Mike thought Josh was motioning to Mike. It was a whole whole sort of hubbub. Josh and, was uh, doing great, staying in time and being able to move the slides along and trying to figure stuff out, and I'm just like, let's just leave the mouse icon there. <laughs> I couldn't tell who Josh was motioning to either. Like I'm yeah. watching Josh and... I'm like I'm going me, and he's like, no, not you. And I'm like, who's he talking to? And so Mike I, goes walking through. Yeah, I like, don't know who he was motioning to because I don't think he was motioning to Mike. I don't know. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a giggle afterwards. In the moment, I'm thinking, oh wait. And I kept looking up at the screen, like, it, did we lose lyrics? Do I need to stop? No, it was fine. We just lose lost the confidence, Monter. We just didn't have confidence. We racked confidence in ourselves. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. So anyway, we're just going to move right along from our shortcomings there, and uh, we'll dive right into some footnotey goodness, uh, as we are wont to do. Is that some tasty footnote goodness? Uh, We'll see if it's tasty. Okay. We're going to have to find out. Stay tuned. I don't really... (laughs) I I know some of this footnotey goodness, but I don't know a lot of this footnotey goodness, so I'm going to have to find out if it's tasty as I am chewing through it with y'all. So... Rob, you this, came across a remez. I did. I did. I did. So I was reading in my life transforming group reading this morning. Uh, we were reading Isaiah oh, 10, 11, and 12, chapters 10, 11, and 12. And I come across Isaiah 10, 3. And my version at home reads a little different than, my, than the NAS, and I don't have this one online. So I'll have to do a little bit of translation, but uh, Isaiah says, Woe to those who enact evil statutes and to those who constantly record unjust decisions so as to deprive the needy of justice and rob the poor of my people of their rights so that widows may be their spoil and that they may plunder the orphans. Now what will you do in the day of... And the NAS is punishment, but I wasn't reading the NAS. I was reading uh, a newer Jewish version. Um, and, and their version says, now what will you do in the day of visitation? Hmm. And it reminded me of that last verse that we talked through yesterday, Uh Starting in Luke 19, 43-44, For the days will come upon you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side, and they'll level you to the ground and your children within you, and they'll not leave you in, in you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. And that the phrase was just strange to me. I didn't quite know what to do with that. Uh, something I thought I would actually research for footnotes. And then sitting this morning, doing my LTG reading, and I came across that Isaiah 10.3. Well, from there, I went and looked up the Greek word, and then did a search of that Greek word within the Septuagint, and it shows up four times. But three times it shows up in the prophets, 
And there's a particular Hebrew word that's translated a lot of different ways. It's used 300 times in the Hebrew Bible. But these four times, the translators in the Greek used one particular, the same word. And so it's found there, like I said, in Isaiah 10.3, but also Jeremiah 10.15, and in Jer- Jeremiah 10, the Lord is kind of mocking people for uh, chasing after idols, these mute idols. And they don't have any wisdom, they don't have any power. And it says, they are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their visit- visitation, they will perish. So that's Jeremiah 10.3. But Jeremiah 6 starting in verse 6 and continuing through verse uh, 15, it says this. Uh, Cut down her trees and cast out, cast up a siege against Jerusalem. Okay. That sounds kind of like what Jesus said is going to happen in Luke. This is a city to be punished, in whose midst there's only oppression, as a well keeps its... It's water's fresh, so she keeps fresh her wickedness. Violence and destruction are uh, heard in her. Sickness and wounds are ever before me. Be warned, O Jerusalem, or I shall be alienated from you and make you a desolation, a land not inhabited. Thus says the Lord of hosts, They will thoroughly glean at the vine the remnant of Israel. Pass your hand again like a grape gather over the branches." To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ears are closed and they cannot listen. Behold, the word of the Lord has become a, a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. But I am full of wrath of the Lord. I am weary with holding it in. Pour it out on the children in the street and on the gathering of the young men together. For both husband and wife shall be taken, the aged and the very old. Their house shall be turned over to others, their fields and their wives together, for I will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, declares the Lord. For from the least of them to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for gain, and from the prophet even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They have healed the brokenness of my people superficially, saying, Peace, peace, but there is no peace. Hmm. And Jesus says, You know, even if you understood now what it, what makes for peace. Um, were they ashamed because of the abomination they have done? They were not even ashamed at all. They did not even know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall at the time of their visitation. They shall be cast down, says the Lord. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're going to see some more of these themes show up in this next week's sermon. Okay. And so we'll we'll just let that lie there for now. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. But yeah, it seems right. to be a connection. Seems to be some uh, some connections there. So once again, you could be reviewing a little Isaiah chapter 10, a little Jeremiah chapter 6, and Jeremiah chapter 10. 
if you wanted I, to. Isaiah 10, Jeremiah 6, and Jeremiah 10. Yeah. yeah. And you could double dip on your LTG reading, which this week is a blessing because verse or chapter 12 is just such a short little, little chunk. It's just so nice. I started highlighting or underlining what I liked out of chapter 12. And I just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good little, little I prayer. I underlined there. the whole chapter. I'm like, well, <laughs> there we are. There you go. I don't think Jen's done her LTG reading, guys. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that look was. All right. Thanks Conviction. for calling me out, Kyle. Conviction. It's for the toothpick comment, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. <clears throat> well, there's some uh, there's some little nuggets that you can go dig up if you want. Uh, encourage you to do that. Oh man, let's talk about Hosanna or Hoshana. 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 So I, I mentioned that people are traveling from around Israel and around the world to Jerusalem. Yes. As they're doing that, it was their tradition. It was their. They would sing psalms. They would, they would worship as they traveled in these bands in these groups. <clears throat> I mean, that's what you do now. You put on some tunes and you right. go on a road trip. Yeah. And when the only tunes are Jesus tunes, you gotta listen to the Jesus tunes. As well, they would have been they back were then. Just, they weren't Jesus tunes. They would have been God tunes. They're just psalms. I mean, this, David wow. tunes. David this, tunes. Okay. This was found on Caleb, no doubt, but <laughs> <laughs> they're still playing it two hundred thousand years later. Yeah. <laughs> Spo- plot twist: This was actually by Chris Tomlin. <laughs> <laughs> but that particular phrase that they're, that they're singing, that they're celebrating, comes out of Psalm one hundred and eighteen, it's verses twenty-five and twenty-six. Which which makes it even more interesting that the that the Pharisees are saying, "Whoa, hold it down, boys! Calm down, your people." Yeah, let's. Uh, all right, we're, we're entering into the city. Let's um, goose Raba. Let, let's let's show a little decorum. We don't want we don't want to happen. We don't want to get a little year. too rowdy here. That'd right, be, that'd be a little too much. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, pick your songs, but... Now, this is the Festival of Sukkot? No. This is for Passover. This is Passover. Mm-hmm. Which one was... I thought Sukkot was the one where they would they would bring the palm, the, the fronds, and they would shake them for the rain. That is correct. Okay. Um, and I'm, and they, they would yell Hoshana at that point, correct? Yes. So there's a tie-in with, with them yelling Hoshana... God save us, and palm fronds, because they would do this under the festival of Sukkot. And if my memory serves me correct, this is because the shaking of palm fronds would recreate the sound of rain. Mm-hmm. And Sukkot is their, their calling out to God, wanting to have the rain come because they're subsistence farmers, and so they need the rain. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they starve. Well, and that's not good. And... And it says Sukkot, probably just the season before this. So Sukkot is in our calendar, you know, late September. Okay. Uh, where Passover is early spring. 
Sure. So about almost six months off off of each other. But we know that, or we suspect that Christ was actually born. During Sukkot? During Sukkot. Mm. And he identifies himself. Kyle just realized he's not actually born on Christmas No, 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 I did not just realize that. I just, continue, Rob. You're about Uh, to say what I just realized. And then, and then he's, you know, during the festival, he comes, he says, come to me all who are, who thirst. Mm -hmm. Because he's the rain. (laughs) Jesus is the rain. (laughs) It's the rain of Jesus. Living yeah, water. Yeah, I so mean. there there are strong Sukkot uh, symbolism sure. in this story. Sure, tie-ins. Tie-ins. There you go. I that's that's a cool little thing. I like that. All right, all right, all right. Hoshana. <clears throat> Hoshana. Which doesn't work nearly as well in most of our modern songs to pronounce no. it that way. I'm going to be honest. I don't know a song that says Hosanna. Really? Really? Hmm. Hosanna. Nope. Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. No. Nope. Oh, man. I feel like mostly they just hit the the hallelujahs and alleluias, which I don't know the difference between. Well, one's pronounced with an H sound. Is it just a syllable drop? <laughs> yep. I think it's just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two different ways of pronouncing spelling it. I see. And now we use both of them. It was, Brooke Frazier, if I remember correctly, had the Hosanna. That was a she had a rendition of that. It's a Hillsong worship, so that's Brooke Frazier, right? Yeah, I mean, th- there's uh, there's so many songs that use Hosanna in it, but I thought it was like old school Darlene Check. Like I maybe. I think it be. goes way I way mean, back. There's, there's a lot of them, but yeah. that's just the first one that popped to my mind. Kind of to my mind. Vaguely remember it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so singing of psalms with the palm branches. <laughs> and moving right along, we'll, uh, let's <laughs> talk about the uh, <laughs> altar of Augustin, August, Augustan, Augustinian, Augustan, peace. Specifically, Augustan. I had the eye on there, and it it's was like incorrect. Kazakhstan, but Augustan. Kazak. Ex- Isn't it? Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I don't even know what just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's rabbit trail went real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. <laughs> I stopped myself. So the altar of Augustan peace is a monument that was, com- that was commissioned by the Roman Senate. In uh, thir- 13 BC, the date was July the 4th. Hang on to that one. Oh. Padawan. Um, Wait, and- I'm so sorry. I was reading an email. <laughs> 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 so, uh, the year of our Lord, 13 BC. Yes. Uh, okay. No, not the year of our Lord. It would have been the <laughs> that year was not. Yeah, Lord. isn't that not our Lord? Okay. The year that Rob was born. Okay. Hey, 13 BC. 13 BC. Uh, July 4th. 4th of July. America's Day. Yes. Is it also Rome Day? They, uh, no, the Ro- this Roman Senate, they commissioned this altar of Augustan peace. It's a monu- monument that they commissioned. And it took uh, 
uh, about three years. Okay. To build four years, almost four years to build. Uh, it was consecrated on January 30th, 9 BC. Okay. Okay. So roughly 40 odd, some odd years prior to Christ making his triumphal entry. Okay. There were four panels, four major panels. The first major panel shows a scene of uh, Aeneas, a legendary founder of the Julian dynasty, making a sacrifice. Okay. That's the either the religion or piety panel. The war panel is the next panel showing Romulus and, and Remus, the founders of Rome, with the god of Mars. That's the absolutely that's the cool war. Stuff. <laughs> Love that story. Panel. The victory panel shows the the goddess Roma sitting on a captured battle gear of defeated enemies. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the peace panel shows the goddess Pax, a personification of peace with children, fruits, cattle. And abundance, the very picture of prosperity. Yes. So white picket fences, baby. Um, and when we hear the term religion, we 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 picture what we do, you know, like how we perform religious duty. Religion for the for the Romans. Um First of all, they they would when they conquered new nations, they would just subjugate their gods too. Your gods are now part of our gods, and so they they never want to say, "Well, your gods are bad." Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like our gods are bigger and badder than your gods. But so you, we beat you. But you could keep your gods. You and just have just to. Be, you just adhere to our system, also. Your gods have now become our pleblings. <laughs> Isn't, They're under isn't gods. it plebeians? I say pleblings. Okay. Man, we are all about the pronunciation of words. That's a episode. completely different spelling, but continue. I don't. The um. <clears throat> so this this is the Roman imperial theological system of religion, war, victory, peace, presented by Crossan. Uh, and um, he says Dominic this. Crossan. What's that? Dominic Crossan, right? I believe, I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think it's Dominic Crossan. Um, pretty sure he's Brene Brown's husband. <laughs> <laughs> but he says this. There was a human being in the first century who was called divine, son of God, God, and God from God, whose titles were Lord, Redeemer, Liberator, and Savior of the world. Most Christians think that those titles were originally created and uniquely applied to Christ, but before Jesus ever existed, all those terms belonged to Caesar Augustus. Huh. What a guy. And, and so we have to understand that part of what Jesus is doing is he is redeeming these terms. Or subverting them. But if we say redeeming, then he can act as his redeem the redeem eh, the redeemer he is. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I like just, redeeming. In my mind, he's subverting them, but that's yeah, a very countercultural Rome, Jesus. That's a very Roman way of thinking, which yeah. is maybe a little bit telling in the fact that it, I'm more comfortable thinking of it as subverting as opposed to redeeming. Hmm. Hmm. 
ponder on that one. <laughs> so um, this is uh, this is the system that Jesus is facing. That you know, and, and I don't I don't know if I mentioned this piece as well as I could have, but Pilate enters through the western gate of Jerusalem. Jesus enters through the eastern gate. They're, they are both approaching um, Jerusalem. They're both looking to bring peace. Their, me- their means to that end were vastly different. Mm-hmm. One was willing to take a life in order to create peace. The other one was willing to give his life in order to create peace. That's good stuff. And we sometimes sit in the middle and we kind of want to take a little bit from each side. Yeah. We like either a little bit of Jesus in our Rome. A little bit of Rome in our Jesus, or maybe a little bit of Rome in our Jesus, and and that's and that is the struggle, mm-hmm. and that's where discipleship uh, comes in because we know that as Israel comes out of Egypt, the most challenging thing was getting Egypt out of Israel, that the Israelites, that that four hundred years of slavery really shaped their perspective. They mm-hmm. they were grumblers. They you know, the, the language of the press is, is grumbling. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like we see three different times they grumble against God, even though they saw this amazing God do amazing things, th- this 400 years of slavery really shaped their thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to take time for God to work that out of his people. And we oftentimes look at that 40 years as like, oh, God's got to punish them because they're maybe discipline isn't always negative. Maybe discipline is a very positive thing and and it's just part of the process and there's no short-circuiting that. Like, like if you can learn any discipline like playing a guitar you could look at that as painful and <clears throat> you know time consuming or you could look at it as as fruitful and, and a joy and worthwhile and like you could look at that either right sure um and so from a discipleship standpoint we have to recognize that we love Rome's value system we've adopted it even the eagle if you noticed mm-hmm. in the uh in the picture that we showed of the of the soldiers they're carrying this this the stick and on the stick is this eagle and and how many nations have adopted that that same eagle and oh by the way what's our national emblem contain an eagle and so if we don't recognize that... Could have been the turkey if Ben and Franklin had his way. <laughs> that would have been cool, but really confusing with the present country of Turkey. 
possibly. Just to have our national our national bird be the turkey. Can you imagine eating your national bird though? Yeah, that might be for a, Thanksgiving. Mm, I mean, it'd be a whole a whole lot more ham happy. It'd be a lot more patriotic though. Hmm. I wonder if eagles are tasty. I would. You definitely not. cannot eat one. That would be extraordinarily illegal under seventeen different laws. But I mean, if you do find out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is this like a Cuban cigar kind of thing? Are we talking? I'm going to guess about? no. Like, they're not. I I don't think raptors are normally used for food. Yeah. The meat would be so lean. Oh, I don't know. I've done a lot of work with raptors, and I can tell you the meat on them is not a lot. So. I I would be hesitant to think Stick it would be with tasty. eating my turkeys and saluting my eagles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's good practice. Good old Benjamin Franklin. I think it'd be really chewy. Right, that's kind of what that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Anyway. So there you go. There you go. We got our we got our eagles. We do like we do like our Rome. I mean most of uh, so uh, Think of it this way: If uh, God had to do a lot of work to get 400 years of Egypt out of the Israelites, um, we've got like what 2,000 years worth of uh, Roman Empire influence mm. leading to current day us. Most of Western culture is deeply influenced by Rome and Greek. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the ways. Yeah. So we got entertainment. <clears throat> what else do we have? Oh yeah, there's there's what four pillars of Roman society? I think yeah. there's four pillars. Education. Education, uh health and security, I think. Right? Education, entertainment, health, security. I think you're right. I think I think those are the four the four big pillars. Yeah. And Think about what 2020 took away from us. Everything. Maybe not everything. I'm just salty. <clears throat> I mean, but it kind of did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took away a bunch of our... A bunch of those pillars for a lot of people. Like yep. Health? You yeah. got a pandemic running around. Throws you a little off balance. Entertainment? Got Suddenly we can't gone. do our sports. And most movies got canceled. And your movies, I, I'm still freaking out about it. Jen was commiserating because there's no funny ones out. They're all serious. Tom and Jerry comes out on side. We just need our happy entertainment. Let them eat cake. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so we don't have our health. We don't have our entertainment because, well, and then, we, I mean, but think about what we all did. We all started binge watching whatever show came out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And everyone, Tiger King. Tiger King never would have done as well if we hadn't have had everybody like craving entertainment. Still haven't seen it. I am Good. not missing out. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Um, I haven't seen it either. But so entertainment, big on us. Uh, education. Yeah. Uh, a pillar of Roman society was having educating people and educating them properly. Yeah. Like, they have to be educated in the proper Roman way. Oh, that doesn't sound like us now Things I never want to do again, homeschool. Mm. 
I didn't even have to fully homeschool. I just no, no, thank you. Sure. <laughs> and so we lost we lost that because now suddenly parents were having to deal with their kids on Zoom for classroom or whatever, right? Yeah. Shook that up, shook that pillar. It was all all tipsy topsy and security. Had a couple of things that got people a little lively over the uh, last yeah. year or so. There may have been some looming unrest in yep. the social security well, sense. I mean, there's lots of people that lost their jobs, so they lost security. Like, oh sure, and yeah, yeah, oh. potential of homelessness. Yeah, there's there's just a ton there, and and the the loss or maybe perceived loss of of uh trying to think of how to say this our personal what we what we have control over personally Mm -hmm. you know whether you know the wearing of masks or not wearing a mask you know ice social distancing like Civil liberties, I guess, is sure. Our sphere of influence. Yeah, all of that got religious. Shook up. Religious. Yeah. People concerned about that. Look at what last year was an unrestful year for for many of us. Gun sales went through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. People grasping at security. Mm-hmm. On a related note, I looked up the four pillars of Roman society as to ensure we were talking about the right thing. And the first result that comes up is the four pillars of not Roman society, but Western civilization. It just auto-changes the word. (laughs) Thanks, Google. (laughs) Did we get them right? Well, these four are Roman law... Greek philosophy, Christian oh. theology, and modern science. Oh, okay. So slightly different thing there. Yeah, but I just think it's interesting that they don't even acknowledge Roman society and Western civilization as different entities. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, it really started with the Greeks. The Romans perfected it, and then the rest of the Western world really adopted it. Mm-hmm. And, and our it's laws... It's been growing and expanding since. Yeah. Very, very good. So, uh, with that, you could definitely see that there definitely is some us in... Uh, there's a little Rome in us, or a little us in Rome, one or the other. And as a double entendre, us could also be U.S. That's exactly what it could be. Mm. Which, I know, Kyle, during the sermon, you had a light bulb moment. I had a visceral reaction. <laughs> I'd like okay, so we have like a footnotes chat to talk about like what we're gonna talk about in footnotes. And I had a visceral reaction to Rob talking about how like Rome exists within us and how like we like exemplify this. Like he he kinda mentioned that and he looked right at me, which I totally wasn't called out, but whatever, that's fine. Um and I like moved a whole bunch and I was like, yes, 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 that's so good because I really like the idea because I think it's so true and I think we're so quick to write it off. Um, and then Logan chatted about saying Kyle's head 
referring to the shortcoming of the week, but I thought he was referring to my reaction of the week. Because <laughs> um, my head definitely moved a lot. I think Rob can attest to that. But <laughs> um, no, I just really like the idea that we have to acknowledge this Rome within us and the influence Rome has on us and how quick we are to throw that away. And I really like things that call me out as things that I usually avoid. And so I particularly particularly liked this part. Mm. It, is, it is good. We are, uh, we are, very often, we use a lot of Rome's tools. And it is very easy for us to try to build Jesus' kingdom with Rome's tools. We'll, we'll say that phrase, trying to build God's kingdom yeah. with Rome's tools. Mm-hmm. We say it, we throw that around a lot here. Uh, it's kind of a, a a mission ridge turn of phrase that we, you know, we got a couple of things that we like to say a lot. That's one of them. Um, we didn't come up with it. That's been around for. We dragged that over from real life, and whoever got it there, it's been around for a hot minute. But uh, we definitely do like to integrate Rome's tools. And when you think about the piety, war, victory, peace how they go about coming up with their, how they pursue peace or the, uh, the pillars of their society. Where do we buy into those? And are those the pillars of God's society? Yeah. Is that our Shafela? Is that the place where we're supposed to engage culture or, you know, are we going to assimilate? Are we going to isolate? Or are we going to engage? And and um, you know, if we <clears throat> if we think that assimilation is is the goal, pretty soon we are Rome. Mm-hmm. I think that raises the question, and maybe this is a redundant question for the listeners here, but. Uh, what are the pillars of God's society then? Mm. I think my my thought would be it relates back to well, I don't know. Maybe it relates back to like, remember the question Rob asked us all at the beginning of two weeks ago, all the words that popped into our head. Mm. Maybe those words are related to the, the pillars of God's society. Not as expectations, but as, as foundations. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that line of thought. Yeah, me too. I wanted to see what you would answer. It's like... <laughs> and I think, that's a, I think that's a fantastic answer, but yeah, I just... Uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to let him ask the question, then I'm going to let him answer it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate Socrates' teaching, which is also Jesus' teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Answer every question with a question. It's ridiculous, but also so productive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. 
All right. Well, this has been another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us. We will uh, be back at it again next week as we continue our journey through the last week of Jesus. Uh, just speeding forward to uh, to Good Friday and, and Easter and all that. Did goodness. we just skip like four days? What? Wasn't this week's sermon on a Sunday? Yeah. So we're skipping all the way to Friday? No, I said we're speeding forwards toward it. It'll take all of Lent oh, to get Oh, thank there. goodness. I thought we were just jumping to Friday. <laughs> Forget Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday nope, to Friday. Nope, like, get that right to the end. No, absolutely I mean, not. I wish I had a fast-forward button to Fridays, but... Nope, nope. This is, uh, we, get to, we get to savor the entire week all mm. the way through Lent. <laughs> you awesome. will endure. <laughs> cool. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.